The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Back to the Starry Night Theater podcast. I'm your host, Alex. I'm your other host, DJ. And this episode is sponsored by JDS Electrical Inc. Licensed and insured. Call 716-523-2711 for all your electrical needs. Today we have a very special guest from Treasure Island. This is a three-peat episode, <laughs> but the first solo episode of the three-peat. Welcome back. Oh, Who welcome. are you? Well, first off, it's about time that you have me here so by myself. <clears throat> no, um, so hi, I'm Trevor. Uh, you'll remember me from Sweeney Todd. I was there for the Muppet conversation. Uh. Yeah, and then I was um, here for the Night of the Living Dead conversation, and I don't think anything got weird there. So I just I remember so. I went into going into like the job market. Yes. That's all yeah. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and so now you're in Treasure Island, and if anybody saw that, they oh. definitely remember you from that one. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am Ben Gunn in Treasure Island. Most minimal character description, I've been isolated on an island for three years. So they can only imagine what you're like. Um, yeah, no, that's been it's been a fun show. Yeah, it has. It's been fun to watch. But before we get into that, let's talk beef. Beef. Beef and and the veggie option, as as we pointed out in the Catherine Dan episode. I am a vegetarian, so thank you for finally being accommodating for me with my dietary restrictions. <laughs> Who wants to go first? I can go first. Sure. Oh, okay. Well, because I never go first, so I'll go first. Sure. Um, so my beef is uh, the snow and how quick it compiled and yeah. can't stand it. And I walked into the pod studio this morning. And there was like a huge drift up to the door, and I had to walk through it in my vans, which are not very high. Mm-hmm. So um, my socks are soaked, and they will be for until I'm out of the show later today <laughs> at like <laughs> five o'clock. <laughs> so that's my beef. But I am also very happy about last night's audience. I'm happy about where the show is. Um, so going over there and shoveling is. The least of my worries right now. I'm just excited to get over there and watch the show again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about you? Um, surprisingly enough, I don't have a lot of like anger this week, which is nice. Um, but it's like a two-parter, and it's about etiquette. The first one is whoever made that comment about getting rid of the beef, you're my beef. <laughs> um, but second, it's like theater etiquette. Because yesterday, my partner and my best friend were in the audience, and as... These two, this like husband, wife, and grandmother situation walk in late, mind you. Yeah. Like, there's a start time. I guess 
the the grandmother was on her phone for like the first few acts, the first few scenes, and I guess like Nick and Sarah, they're loud laughers, but I guess at one point the man like turns around, rolls his eyes, and then just like huffs and turns forward, and I'm just like theater etiquette like come on don't be on your phone let people enjoy things and that that's my thing just i think recently like my life is like just let people live you don't know what they're going through Mm -hmm. yeah um and then my rose my veggie option is um having four wheel drive for the first time in my life oh i love it oh my god it made a difference this morning oh I just remembered my true beef. Okay. Yesterday, I uh, get out of work and I go home and I'm now driving a Chevy Silverado. I was driving a Chevy Cruze prior to that. So I'm like two cruises (laughs) next to each other and like toe to tip, like all that stuff, right? And don't know who they are. I've never seen the car before, but they are parked on the street halfway obstructing my driveway. And I had to, like, do a 16-point turn to get into my driveway yesterday. Mm. And I just want to say, again, etiquette, know where you're parking. (laughs) You know? Like, don't be that jerk that just parks halfway in front of somebody's driveway. Um, But, yeah, four-wheel drive is the the veggie option. I wish I had four-wheel drive. I um, I'm not used to it. Like, when you're driving down the – what is it called? The – Twin a more city. Twin City Highway that it is white out because it's open and the wind's blowing. And today I wasn't scared. Normally I'm like, oh my god, am I gonna survive <laughs> through this? I'm now like up in the air. I feel like a skyscraper, <laughs> and I'm just looking down the highway and I go, "This is a piece of cake." <laughs> like, bring it on. Yeah, I've never felt that way in my car. Neither have I. So <laughs> thank you, thank you. I have something to add to your theater etiquette one. Um, so I forget which night it was, but I watched somebody cause I'm up in the booth. So I have a bird's eye view of everyone. I watched an audience member, um, who was sitting next to the windows. Uh, they, two fingers along the windowsill picked it up and, and like, we're showing it to the other people in their group. I'm like, could you just look at the stage and how many hours we put in on the stage? I apologize for not w- cleaning the windowsills for you and they're not even functional windows they're They're blacked out windows like okay read the room it's an old theater no matter how clean you get it it's still gonna be dusty yep Uh, mm -hmm. that that stuff drives me crazy because it's like okay what what did you want me to do you 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 wanted me to, to just stop everything on the set to be like there's dust there's dust everybody go home there's dust in insanity that like yeah you look at the stage and what you built and then it's just like oh there's some dust do you see what not see what's in front of you like that clearly is a ton of work you're lucky you have a seat to sit in yep <laughs> and my grandma does that a lot like she'll just pick like oh there's a little paint splatter here on the floor i'm like yes grandma but what about the stage what about all the paint splatters on the stage that i spent 20 hours on that always like puts me through the roof of just like okay then then i can't even have a conversation with you (laughs) that's a big one yeah Mm -hmm. that that sucks all right um i'll add to the snow beef too i think my car might need to be shoveled out in the back or else it might get stuck yeah i tried reversing just a few minutes ago to get closer to one of the cars and 
it was not moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know that problem anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I typically have to back into my driveway, so it's mm-hmm. easy for me to get out in mm. the morning. It's usually, I haven't had, I mean, it hasn't been a bad winter, so uh, okay. I haven't had issues, but. I remember when I moved to Buffalo, everybody was like, oh my God, you're moving to Buffalo. You're never going to be able to get anywhere. These past five years, it's, <laughs> I feel like it's barely snow. Like, yes, we've had the blizzards. Yeah. Like, those are horrible, but we get those in Rochester. Like, yeah. that's nothing special. So I'm sitting here, and I'm like, this is just like a normal Tuesday in the middle of winter. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not terrible. It's not bad. I just hate when we get teased with like a 60, 70 degree stretch of days and then it's like, nope, snow. Especially when the groundhog said spring was coming up quick. So, Like, um, what was it? The Saturday before, so last Saturday, it was beautiful in Dansville. Like, I was outside. I was just like enjoying the sun and the warmth. I was like, oh, like life is going to be okay. And then every day this week, it's gotten colder and Mm -hmm. colder. And I'm like... Well, seasonal depression, here we come. I yep. thought we got rid of you. It's tough. And, like, it's affecting everybody's, like, health, I guess. Like, I I felt so good when it was, like, 60 degrees. Yeah. And now I'm, like, because every time it snows, like, my breathing starts to suck because I, I have asthma. So, like, now it's, like, going back into that. It's like, no, please. I just I, I want to be able to breathe nicely and, like, just enjoy the sun. And enjoy life. Yes. Like, but then it's, like... <clears throat> A question that's being asked about uh, asked of me lately is, so are you thinking about moving now? Um, because I, I w- was staying in bu- the New York region for my dad because yeah. he's my last, like, really close family here in New York. Um, but then with him passing, everybody's like, well, are you going to move now? He's he's not around. Like, you can go wherever. And I was like, well, you hate the snow. You can move south. And it's like... Yeah, sure, but it's like the south, more south you go, the more problematic yes. the people become. Mm-hmm. And I, I like if you had to give me a like zero degree day or a like one hundred percent humidity day, I'm gonna like this may be unpopular, but I, I'll take the zero degrees because I hate I humidity. I agree. I do, I don't want to breathe in humidity. Like you will catch me in my house with the air conditioner, me sitting in front of it, and that's it. And what I feel is like everyone's always talking about moving moving south, but like that you don't appreciate the sun in the summer and the spring without going through months of hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I love when it snows around Christmas from like the time before the time during. It's like that's the Christmas feeling afterwards. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Like, yeah, stop. I'm over it. But like. I like having different seasons because it was if it was snow year round, I'd hate it. If it was summer year round, I'd hate it. Like you want to get your seasons in. And I do at least. Spring and fall. I agree. I like the change of seasons, but you know, winter. I wish it was like three months and we're done. Yeah. When it goes on to five. Well, I think mean, this year's been six. It's like yeah. this year's been light. Yes. Well, it that's has. The, so that's why I think it's extra miserable because it's like we haven't had time to acclimate to the horrible weather. Like it's just like we have really like Christmas. I'm pretty sure it was like forty five, fifty degrees. Like yeah. there was not a flake of snow to be seen on christmas this year and so it's like you get through those and you're like okay we're into january and like january we get one bad snow and we're like okay we're into february like it should be getting done and now you look outside and we have like inches of snow out of nowhere yeah yeah every year on my birthday i can never i I will never know if it's gonna be sunny 
and like springtime or if it's going to be... Did I miss your birthday? No. It's coming up. When? March 7th. Ooh. I shouldn't say that on the podcast. <laughs> um. Well, you know, first give me your route. Give us your like good thing and then I'll go into why oh, okay. I think I... Yeah. Wait, so give you my good thing and then you'll say something bad. But it's not about you. It's about people. Okay. Oops. Um, my good thing is this past week I spent it with my nieces because my brother and sister-in-law were out of town and I had to drive them around, you know, they're old enough, one's 17, one's 15, but, um, I drove them around to their basketball games and such. And then yesterday I was leaving to hang out with Mustafa because their parents were coming back and they were like, no, like, can't you stay and... Why do you have to go and hang out with Mustafa and please just come back and, you know, just makes you feel <laughs> warm and fuzzy inside. That actually connects to my, <laughs> like, kind of beef good thing that I have. Um, also, that's really cute. It's yeah, really sweet. Thanks. They're, like, a good age. Like, they could be miserable. Like, I've, I've, I used to be a camp counselor and, like, 15, they are – there is no in-between. They are either a delight or they but are horrifying. That's good. Part. That's yeah. good. Do they listen to this? No. Okay, good. <laughs> well, I mean, not. no. I love them. They're great. Um, My dad was a camp counselor. You ever talked to him about that? No. I still need to, like, again, I've told you this, DJ. I don't remember if I said this on the podcast. I want to interview this man of, like, everything he's ever done. Like, he oh, needs yeah, a Wikipedia page. Like, <laughs> you just true. saying that, I go, I have to like now recalibrate the image that I have of him and I go, all right, now I have to put in camp counselor. Can you guess where he was a camp counselor? He said this on the pod. Uh, it's pretty well known. I'm a horrible <laughs> listener. Texas. <laughs> oh. Yep. Oh, okay. Was it like a Christian camp? I don't no. think so. Mm. I just feel like everything in Texas is Christian. He I, I, he moved to Texas and he was in Missouri for a little bit and then like he he got a call when he was in Texas like it was either like he could have stayed and been a camp counselor mm-hmm. and like lived in Texas or come up and take the theater job. And, I remember yeah, this. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, yeah. Well, that's cool. Hmm. I know that's wild. What in Texas? People tell me to move to Austin, Texas, and I'm like, yeah. here's the thing: New York is it perfect? No. But Texas, like, they're like, but Austin, it's, it's gay, it's inclusive, it's a great place that I go, but I don't want to live in a state where I have to stay within the boundaries of a city. Yeah. Because, like, I love going to, like, central New York where, like, reception is spotty or, like, going around and just being able to exist. There, it's like, you have to count how close you are to people. Yeah. Mm-mm. But, okay. So, you, um, March 7th is... Wow, I'm about to like air out some dirty laundry. Is a friend of mine, and the reason why I bring that up is my dad. He had this in my adulthood. So at like during college, but definitely after college, he's had this saying of like, "Your real friends are the ones that show up," you know, and they're the real ones, and they'll be there for you in your times of need, like without any question. And you know, like prior to everything that's been going on it's like oh i'm moving who's gonna help me move and that's where like i thought the extent of that you know laid right um but now with everything that's happened i now understand of like which friends have put in that effort of like 
reaching out to me, but also like making sure that they know that they're here and like that if I need anything or if I just need to talk or just like this subtle presence in my life. Um, and you know, like some people from this theater who I've not known that long, people who never even met my dad, um, came to a celebration of life and that meant the world to me. And this is not me also saying to people, like, if you didn't go, I'm mad at you. That's not it. Like it was a Saturday. It was February. Like I'm not mad at all. But where I got mad was a friend of mine said, Oh, I'm not going to be able to make it because of everything that's going on around here. And, um, you know, we're, we, we promised my fiance is what they said. Um, family that we would meet and talk logistics of our upcoming trip to florida wow what oh my god and like to put context to this and they'll never listen to this so like that's why i don't mind like saying this but it's like i've i was the officiant at her sister's wedding her parents had a 30th anniversary vow renewal i was the officiant to that wow we were best wow. friends all through college since college we would play D together like every party every celebration everything like i've been there for that and this is the genuine one time in my life where i'm like i need support i need help and you're not there and then i have a friend that lives in massachusetts who i definitely don't expect to come she didn't but like she sent me a card with photos of my dad and i she sent me like a little gift and she's texted me regularly just being and not even just like how are you doing like when ariana grande and mariah carey re-released um yes and the remix like that to me i'm like that's so simple but that means the world to me so yeah february uh, march 7th is her birthday Oh, so mm. and my mom was like, are you going to wish her a happy birthday? Like, you shouldn't reach out to her ever again. Like, you shouldn't do well, that. Now you have someone new to wish a happy birthday. Yeah. So, hey, whatever. Which is funny. Um, you start with an A and, you know, her name started with a V. So it's like, just flip it upside down. <laughs> but yeah, basically out there, people, you know, you I always thought like when you got older, friend problems stopped happening. <laughs> and no, I'm 27 years old. Nope, still having friend problems. Mm. And then Kat was like, Trevor, I'm 40 and I'm still having friend problems. And I'm like, Yeah. I don't care enough. I'm right there with you. Yeah, that's tough. Tough to go through. So, yeah, um, that's the beef, I think, for me. That's it. I think we got it all out there. Yeah, Yeah, it's sizzling. The George Foreman, you know, we got the little drip tray. It's look, it's it's smelling honestly really good in here. <laughs> Speaking of that, I had I'm a vegetarian. I had my first chicken wing <gasps> in seven years, a week and some change ago. What, a real what, chicken wing. A real. What made you? My dad. Okay. My dad loved meat. Like whenever there was a sale on steaks or whatever, and we we bonded a lot prior to me going to vegetarian with food, and he loved taking me to new restaurants <clears throat> so my mom came into town and we were going to go to bar bills and this is not a, like a call to arms of what is your favorite chicken wing place please don't come for me because i don't eat chicken wings <laughs> um so we go to bar bills because they used to keyword used to have the most delicious cauliflower wings okay and i was so excited i was like i'm gonna get their like garlic 
honey Cajun barbecue. I don't know. It's just delicious. We go in there. I'm looking at the menu and they're not there. No. And um, my mom asks and um, the woman goes, yeah, I'm so sorry. We took those off the menu. We straight up got up and left. Um, so then we went. <laughs> I love that. The options, because we were in clearance, I think. The options were like Anchor Bar or Duff's. And I now know Anchor Bar is not mm-hmm. it. Like I like their veggie wings, everything. So I, we went to Duff's. And my mom got like a beef on whack because my dad used to love those. And um, she got five wings as like a lunch special. So I ate one of them. And I am proud to say I don't miss chicken. Okay. Yeah. It did nothing for me. I Yeah. See, I, I'm not a chicken wing fan. So like if the first thing you're going to eat back is a chicken wing, that's not – well, that's not going to sell it. Because like my dad – like when I tell you this freezer is chock full of steaks and bacon and chicken and pepperoni pizzas and breakfast sausage. Like it is chock full. It's one of those like upright, like huge just okay. freezers. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I was like, okay, when he passed, I was like, okay, like I'm like – I'm having this existential crisis because like my dad didn't get to live his life fully. You know, so it's like do I want to like take up this mantle and travel where he didn't get to travel and eat the food he never got to tra- try because like he wanted to go to um, New Orleans so bad. Like he wanted to go and like – eat the food he wasn't a drinker so it's like the hurricane punch that they like talk about when you watch bar rescue he didn't want that he wanted like the jambalaya the gumbos the shrimp the whatever and i'm like oh my god like i need i want to go there for him um so i'm like okay maybe like i'll start like adding in me every once in a while so i'm like reading it and people like it is scary what people say like after being a vegetarian for so long and they go you're you're gonna genuinely feel like you're passing away like when the meat is in your stomach i'm like um okay um i'll just i'll have my tums and i'll just (laughs) i'll make sure that i eat meat a day the day before i have nothing to do so if i'm just in bed in pain so i eat the chicken wing and nothing happened I'm not saying that that's going to be the case always, but like genuinely nothing happened to me. That's crazy. So I mean, it's one chicken wing. True. True. I also think it's like when you go to like Red Robin, which I love. Um, me too. And like Burger King. Yeah, if you had a big burger, maybe. Well, well, yeah, but like, you know, and I know this as a vegetarian, they do not like cook the meatless options away from okay, the meat yeah, options. Yeah. Like I know in my heart of hearts that my vegetarian burger was cooked next to a juicy, meaty, regular burger. And yeah. those those fat juices are now on my burger. I know that for a fact. Like, I mean, watch Red Robin comes out and it's just like, we're so good at this. But so like, I think my <laughs> body is slightly conditioned, but well... We'll see. We'll uh, we'll uh, keep you all updated on my meat eating journey. Yeah, I just I want to eat a steak for him. I haven't had a steak in literal ages. Now that yeah, you're... if anything's gonna mess you up, it's gonna be a steak. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's also gonna be good. Well, like, I don't know. I know. I... It was also just a texture thing. I don't know. I'm not gonna get into it. But I just if you ever taken an anatomy lab, then you know what a chicken wing when you pull no. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. See, that's that's why I don't like chicken wings. I don't want to see a vein looking back at me. Yeah. That's yeah. vile that to me. That doesn't bother me. It's disgusting. People are animals. You, Alex is like this look in her eyes. She's like thinking about when her next dozen wings is going to no, be. I'm not like a wing fanatic. I'm not like a meat fanatic either. I don't. But I appreciate 
anatomy. I like learning about that stuff. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, I like learning about it, but I don't like ripping a vein out of a chicken wing. Well, I mean, I'm not thinking about that. Or how about shrimp when it's not deveined? I don't eat seafood. Mm. I like shrimp. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, that's poop, right? <laughs> okay. Doesn't bother me. Mm, well, hey, you know, I've eaten dirt before. <laughs> All right. Before we transition, I would like to cook you a steak at some point. Okay. I think I cook a mean steak. All right. Grill Do you let it rest? Steak. Yeah. Okay, good. I let it sit. So I let it sit in soy sauce for a little bit. <gasps> and then I, I take meat rubs. Everybody will just put put a steak in and just no. like, oh, the steak is a flavor. No, no, no. no. My, you and my dad would have gotten along then. Yeah. And I take I take rubs that I would put on on like a big pork butt that I'm gonna yeah. put in the smoker. Yeah. And I I massage it into that steak, let it sit more in the soy sauce, cook it. I like it pink, but like yeah. whatever you like, I'll yeah. cook it too. And then cook it, let it sit for a little bit, serve her up. Mm-hmm. My dad, it was like a joke. Every Christmas or birthday, I would get him some new meat rub <laughs> because like he he used to be a smoke like uh, like smoke food yeah, and yeah. like he would have a chart of like how many different wood chips for each type oh, of wood and like he had the thermometer that like went Bluetooth so he could sit like he used to deep fry turkeys like he was a chef you know that's awesome so it's like good because like and then other people not reading you but like they'll put just montreal seasoning on something and Mm -hmm. be like "Mm, it's good enough yeah and i'm like montreal is so forward that like if you get like the like that crack of salt or pepper like your your palate's ruined yeah but that's on me i mean not on me but that's my opinion i completely agree and all these chef cooking shows and stuff i'm like am i doing this wrong because they're just like they'll toss a little salt on the steak, and like the steak is that all the seasoning you need. I think it's like not real. It goes to like the grade of the meat, you know. Like if it, if you're getting something that's like again, I I the only steak words I know is like a fillet, a ribeye, and maybe a T-bone steak, but that's like porterhouse and something else. But um, I know it's like the higher quality, the less seasoning you want. Yeah, but yeah, like that, like sense. you'll get something from Texas Roadhouse. And, like, that's obviously not the highest quality. <laughs> and all they do is put salt and pepper on it. Like, you got to know that this isn't the greatest cut of meat. You got to put something else yeah, on it. Yeah, I get, like, I love seasonings. Like, I love Indian food. I love, like, yeah, me too. I, I don't like Italian food. I'm going to be honest anymore. Like, I oh. like it, but it's like, I've deviated <laughs> from it because the flavor profile is always so similar. It's like a red sauce, it's like an Alfredo. And I'm just like, like, it's comforting, but it's like, excite me. Give me something else. And that's why, like, Indian food, Thai food, like, the flavors are melting on my tongue. Like, yeah. love it. Elena, Jenna, Ben, and I went out yesterday after the podcast. To an Italian restaurant, I heard. To an Italian restaurant. That, what did I get? The chicken parm was so good. Where'd but it is, go? it's just comforting. Roman yeah. Cafe. Oh. Shout out Roman Cafe. Sponsor us. <laughs> Sponsor us. Um, okay. Theater. Um, we're working on Treasure Island still, uh, today We're not is... working on it, we're running it. <laughs> when did I say, did I say that, did I say that last week, or did I say that yesterday? That we're working on it? At some point, I was, I was like, we're working on it, I'm like, well, we're not working on it, we're in it. Yeah, we're, we are in the trenches. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, trenches, like, we're not in trenches, this is, we're running smooth. Yeah, so far, knock on wood, we're running smooth, um... It's been fun. Our audiences have been great. Yesterday was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was phenomenal. And you just, could just from uh, acting standpoint, audience 
the audience well, for it, sure. It's the it's this theater is a give and take. You know, it's like you want audience feedback because it it's not like a, a pat yourself on the back kind of feedback, but it's like they're understanding you. You're giving a performance that's believable that they're connecting with. And whether that is crying and like sniffling or is it laughter, it's like when they're reactive, you keep going. And yesterday they were reactive. Yeah. And you could tell like I've watched my dad on stage for so, so many years. And when he gets a reaction, he'll take it over the top. And mm-hmm. like you get a better show because like he's just going to go crazy with it. Mm-hmm. And I saw that down the line with everybody. But it was just because he starts the show. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, this is going to be He good. really kicks it off. Yes. So I'm like, this is going to be good if they keep reacting like this. And they did for you. I and mean, they loved you. So you kept. When my, it up. when my head poked out and <laughs> I got laughs immediately, I was like, oh, this is my time to shine. Yeah. I'm going to go. We're going to do it. <laughs> and bless be to Autumn, you know, right there with me. Just let me do what I got to do. Yeah. And I love her reactions. I didn't want to touch that scene too much because, like, her natural reaction to you just randomly grabbing her is her real that's real <laughs> that's not acting she's like what are you doing but it works perfectly for yes and that's fun too like again so like for the process of the show i have not been in rehearsals a lot between work and then covid and then grieving and just back and forth i have not been to nearly enough rehearsals um so i haven't gotten to bond with the cast a lot because when i am at rehearsals i was like let's get it done Let's go. Let's go. So now as we're like we're going through and like I have time and we're bonding and everything, I realize that the relationship that Autumn and I have on stage is very similar to what we have backstage. Because sometimes <laughs> she'll look at me and she'll just be like, you're crazy. I noticed that when I came to see it on Thursday. I was like, they just look like this is their relationship. Absolutely. And it's so fun. This is truly – bit like this is – I said this yesterday, but I think this is one of my favorite roles that I've ever been in. And I've been in a number of shows. And I think it comes down to, like, being a character role. I've never, like, my most character role was Cogsworth. Okay. Like, and that's barely a character. Um, So, like, when we casted the show and you looked at me, you go, you go as high as you need to go. (laughs) Don't stop. You keep going. And I'm like, in my brain, I'm like, okay, I I can do that. Plot twist. I did okay at first, but it's like, no. And every day you're like, go further, go further, keep going, just keep going. And then I remember it was, for me, this breakthrough of just like letting go yep. was again, grieving. It's like, I'm gone dealing with some family stuff. And then I come back and I'm like, I like, not that it doesn't matter, but I'm like, just be silly. So then that first rehearsal, hadn't practiced it in five days, barely like thought about it on the car ride. And I'm like, all right, we're going to throw in like me falling over and all these things. And I'm like, okay, this is it. And then DJ, you were like, you said to me, you go, we don't need you to come in or like, we won't run your scenes. We're good. We're, yeah. we're, we're happy. I'm like, cool. That was, that was huge for me. Cause like the whole week I'm like, autumn, I'm, we're going to work it. And and just to get you up because I, I I felt bad for the whole process because a lot of people missed a lot a lot of time mm-hmm. and I was like this thirteen year old lead like I don't care that you're missing for me 
I don't care that you're missing for yourself. I care that you're missing for this 13-year-old lead. And that was not you. I understood why you're like, you have real reasoning. But a lot of people were just like, eh, you know what? Not feeling it. So like that, I was frustrated for Autumn. I'm like, she's 13, guys. Like you mm-hmm. have to show up and help. And and teach her. She's at the age now where she's going to be learning skills that as she's growing older, she'll modify and learn. Her. But like we – she may not call us role models and I don't want to call us role models. But we are setting the example of what it looks like to be a professional. Yeah. So I understand, yeah. And how many times I've like worked across my dad on stage where like rehearsals, he'll – He'll be funny and he'll be fun and stuff. But like once an audience is there, then he'll go for it through the roof. And how many like faces I've taken from him or, or little things that I'm like I've never seen before. So it's like stuff like that, working with your scene partner and knowing your scene partner and then being able to use some of the stuff that they use or react to some of the stuff they use. It's so important. So I felt bad for her. And so I'm like – I told Trevor like, um, yeah, we're going to run all your stuff Tuesday as many times as you guys need to. And then you came in. And it was – I was frustrated at this point because the show was – it's it's a long show. There's no way around it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a long show. And, and when you come in in the first act, it is so needed. And yes. so to not have that for a little bit was like – I was like, we – this is bland. This whole thing is like there's no up. Mm-hmm. Then you came in and did it after five days off, whatever it was. And I was like, there it is. That's – like it just put me back at ease. I was like – we got it. We got a show. We're good. Yeah. That was huge. That was a, a huge turning point in the show because then after that, I'm like, okay, now it's just fixing the, the little things. But yeah. Because like, then act two starts so strong. Again, like come see the show. No spoilers yet. <laughs> yeah. um, but also it's like if you know Treasure Island, you know the plot. Right. But like I'm going to say I'm not going to give rid of more of DJs because other people will talk about it. I think they've – I don't remember. But it's good. And act two starts so strong. Yes. And it's like – it's this like – beginnings so strong the middle ish is so strong and it's like act one is starting to wind down and then you get ben gun yeah and it like picks back up so then like act two you're like you're salivating you're like give me more craziness yeah i it for it being two hours i did not feel like it dragged like two and i and a half two and a half i yeah she's lengthy yeah but it didn't feel like it was dragging at any point that's good it kind of just felt like solid continuous momentum Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel bad because everything I've done, except Spiral, because that's a short script, has been over two hours. And like, I would like to cut that back, but there's so much story in Treasure Island. And you, I cut pages out. You did. And I you, felt like if you cut, sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I felt like if you cut any more, you'd lose a lot of the heart of the story. Yeah. Or just story points yeah. in general. That's like. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's it's a story told again, like coming off of Christmas Rose, that was just vignettes, and like that's what it was, like little scene after little scene. It it's kind of how Treasure Island is. It's like some of the scenes are very disjointed, but they're telling this bigger picture of adventure and you know perseverance and self discovery. Like Judith, you know, everything going from meek and mild to being of revolutionary in a yeah. way. Um, you know, you can't cut some of those things out, but it's also, it's like, it's so stunning. We, the stage is by far one of my favorite stages I've ever seen. Mm-hmm, and it's like, you need it. You just, you need the time, you need the space. Because it's like, if you cut something out any further, then it, the ending's not going to feel as right. Or a character development is mm-hmm. just going to feel a little flat. Because you're like, well, how did you get here? How did you get there? Yeah. 
I, I agree. I mean, I, I, I scoured it to find something else, and I'm like, I just... It, it, there's like little lines here and there that I could have cut, but it's like, okay, now we're saving 30 seconds. Yeah. If that, it. right. Now worth it. So, yeah, that... I don't love the length, but it's fun. And I, I don't feel like it drags, and I've seen it so many times, so mm-hmm. I thought that was a good a good sign. Sweeney was also real long. I don't remember how long that was, but over two hours. Definitely close to two and a half, if not over two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. Which I also loved. So, I don't know. I just... I like the visual stuff. I like dragging stuff out and making people feel more. I don't know. Well, you too, as a director, like you make moments. You know, it's like there's some shows that you can just do and like the content of what they're saying is what they focus on. But it's like you really painstakingly make that scene, like the fire scene, like visually stunning in this show. Like in Sweeney Todd, like the set, how we did like Joanna and, and Anthony and how like. She was above and I was below. Like, you really paint these things. And to do that, you sometimes need that extra line to set that up. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I like something something else you're saying is that, like, um, the vignette stuff, this whole season so far has been ensemble casts. Mm-hmm. It's been um, – because I've been thinking about the stories and who's getting nominated for what. And, like – Oh, God, guys. I know. <laughs> It's all, it's, but it's, they're all ensembles. Yeah. Like, think about uh, who can be nominated for male lead actor Jesus, Judas. Literally, it's going to be Dan for this. Yeah. Long John. Because I think I was talking about this last night, too, um, because I made a joke about something at the Starries. I don't remember anymore. But I was like thinking about that. I go ensemble pieces. Like that's like who do you pick for Christmas Rose? Yeah, right. There is no lead, right? You know, like everybody's lead. The only supporting would have been me and um, Sean because like we're only in those two. So it's like who do you pick yeah. for that? And then it's that? like Spiral. Like the only lead didn't speak. <laughs> Not saying that, that 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 means anything, but it's like again, that's an ensemble show. Yeah. You know, and then um, Night of the Living Dead, again, only one-ish lead. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you got work ahead of you. I know. Don't I, you? Yeah. I think I'll split it up into, like, Christmas Rose, everyone was supporting, instead of everyone being a lead. Yeah. Because I feel like, yeah, I, you can't pick one that's just like, they're You're the lead. the lead. Yeah, it's like everyone. Because nobody was. No. Everybody carried their own and. So it's tough, but I do love – it's a different thing for us. I feel like mm-hmm. we don't normally do that. We'll we'll mix a couple ensemble ones in, but uh, this whole season has just been huge ensemble cast. Not even huge, but just ensemble cast. Like Spiral Staircase was small, but still everybody had their moment. Everybody had their scenes. There's like Cat, like again, like her role in that was on the rather – if we're going line or stage presence, smaller side – she was a star. Yep. She was hilarious. I loved her. Yeah. Uh, VJ, you look at VJ, he's not a scary man, but in that show, I was like, mm, you're making me uncomfortable and it makes me feel weird because like, you're VJ, but that's <laughs> like, great acting. Yeah. Um, and everything. So, yeah. it's You You really have it cut out for you. Yeah. Um, so, best of luck. Thank you. And I can't wait to see who you announce as the hosts. If it's going to be you guys again. If it's going to be new, who knows? Well, I'm definitely hosting. I don't know if Alex is hosting, but I'm definitely hosting. I mean, 
I would like to. I don't care, but just we'll meet in the writers' room to work on your script. Just just to tighten up some of the jokes. <laughs> How's that? Sound hey, we people? only had so much time last time. I have big plans this um, year. I'm pretty sure the stories was planned by the time I was in Sweeney Todd. So yeah, but then we time. had all Sweeney Todd. I was, I, yeah, yeah, I was preoccupied working yeah, on was a little... Sweeney Todd. So we worked on it in North Carolina a little bit, but I have big plans this year. Mm-hmm. Big plans. So look forward to that. No, I already am. I've already decided that, like, whenever you announce the day, I'm going into work and go, this day, you're not scheduling me. Oh, do you want to work opening? No, you are not scheduling me to work that day. I can get the day out. Like, I just got to look at when. Superstar ends. It's going to be the Saturday after Superstar ends. Oh, okay. So everybody, you write that down. Write that down. <laughs> Nobody wrote anything down. Yeah, no. no that okay. was for the listeners. At okay, home. yeah, yeah. Saturday after Superstar ends, and that's going to be like the huge. So it's going to be Starry's slash membership meeting. So that's where you renew your membership. That's where we hand out more awards. So like the Stephen Halesco Memorial. Oh yeah. So there's going to be quite a few uh, additional things added to that. Yeah. And it's just going to be like this big event that kicks off the beginning of the new season and also ends the last season that's exciting i'm i'm excited this year i've not been able to go to many events but um i know i think yeah, <laughs> i think it's happening. just the, the headphones okay well, so then other people heard that yep. yeah okay so sorry people i don't know if you heard that no i don't know if they buzz. heard it but i think it was a little it. buzz whatever um <laughs> little brain zap but through the headphones <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, this year I haven't gone to a lot of events just because of everything. And now I work in retail and I'm the closing manager and I feel bamboozled because nowhere in my interview n- nor the job description did it say that I would be the closing manager. So it's like I'm working 1230 to nine, three to four times a week. And then I'm doing like a 4 a.m. shift and then a mid shift every week. And I'm like. I have no space for a life. Well, then the logistics manager, you know, he may get out at 2.30. That's horrible. Gets to have fun and spend time with his wife and have a season pass to, um, like, the the bandits. And then I'm sprinting to rehearsal if I am not out at work at 9. Like, if I get out at 7, I'm sprinting. I'm like, I'm here. I'm here. And it's just in time for my scene. And I go, all right, well, let's, let's dive in. That's a wild thing yeah, for doing it. Yeah, my life has changed drastically since the last time I was on this podcast. Because, like, for all of you that tune into my episodes, like, last time I was talking about being unemployed and how rough it was. Well, the last week of Christmas Rose, like, the the week after, I think, or the week of In Between Shows. I think it was In Between Shows. I had a grad school interview. I had a job interview. And then we had auditions for Treasure Island. Yeah. It was a week in between. Yeah. Yeah. So in that week, I went from being unemployed, not in school, finishing up a show to having a full-time job, being getting accepted into grad school, and then being cast in another show. So my life went from zero to literally 100. And then during the process of this, it's like store open. So I'm working 12-hour days. And then, you know, people pass away. And then I'm dealing with that. And I'm like... I remember when it was the end of 2023 and I said to myself, I go, I'm not going to say it out loud, but I hope 2024 is the better year. And let me tell you, it is not. But (laughs) yet there's time. I can't. I can't hold on to hope like that. 
I'm just letting this year. I'm just going to coast. If I can go the rest of the year just coasting by. It's February. Hey, you know what? Better than going further down is like bikini bottom. And then what's the rock bottom? Rock bottom. I'm. Is that the town though? I think so. Yeah, with that with yeah. the huge rock street, bottom, okay, the ninety degree street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm there, and like I, I think any further, and so, and then I'm gonna be in like Mariana's trench. I'm gonna be in the core of the earth. You know, like I'll just burn. <laughs> so please, um, okay, yeah. Sorry, I don't. We were talking about the stars. Well, uh, you brought up auditions, which is an interesting yes. point. Um, so before auditions happened i i mentioned like grow your beard out mm-hmm. or just like can you grow your beard out i don't remember how i worded it but it wasn't for ben gunn no no i didn't i truly didn't know what i was going to do for that character at all i thought you would have been good as um one of the pirates in the beginning because i wanted to start the show strong wow. i'm like trevor's got that presence he comes on and he yeah you're gonna feel it for sure you're gonna feel the pirate presence so um, you read. Well, wow, you're blowing my mind right now. Like I thought it was Ben Gunn from the no. beginning because you said because you you mentioned that, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna reveal this all on the podcast. <gasps> yeah, because I don't know. I think we went in the back, talked about it, and then we had him. Yeah. Read yes, you guys left, and I I remember these auditions. I had come to day two, and I now like I went to both days for um, Night of the Living Dead, and then. Um, Christmas Rose and I really do like going to both days and it's not necessarily to perform and to audition twice it's to see people yeah because it's not that I want to like make the cast list up in my head I just love watching how people will do the same material differently yeah. without any prior knowledge so I only went to one day of Treasure Island and I remember in Christmas Rose Jared was very excited and like he had read the script and I remember other people had read the script and I was like slay like get it like that is how you get roles you know you look up what you want and I went into Treasure Island being I'm just showing up we're gonna figure it out DJ said can I grow a beard out and then Jared was like well that could be Ben Gunn that could be Black Dog that could be blah 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 and in my brain I go I don't know who any of these people are right. the only Treasure Island I have is Treasure Planet <laughs> and and that's we're grasping at straws when we're talking about Treasure Planet like right. I remember the robots and the little squishy <laughs> thing that he had um, little shout animal. out to Sean Ward because um, him and Valerie were telling me yesterday that the squishy thing needs to make an appearance in this version <laughs> The little slime ball. Well, we have his name is Tots. Tots. He was there. Did you see him? No, he was on stage. Not on stage. He was right off stage. I took a video of it because, like, he could be somewhere. He like I feel like Ben Gunn would have a pet. Like something. Oh, yeah. Like he needs his Wilson. Yes. You know. Yes. So he's like Tot could be that, and I go Tot will only be it if he comes home with me. And everybody's like, "You're that. That's a crime." This is it right here. I don't. Oh, you zoom in. Yeah, I zoom <gasps> in right on him. So anyone who came to the show Saturday, <laughs> um, the first oh Saturday, that's like a fun little game. Tot was hidden um, on one of our windowsills up high. You know what you could you could do. You know how you've been thinking about how you're going to announce the shows. Yeah, you should do something like that. Just have like a random picture, like on the stage, just somewhere hidden. Nobody will see, but then for the watchful eye. They'll get like a little information. That's cool. That'd be a fun little game. That is fun. Yeah. So, but auditions. Yeah. Okay. So, 
Um, I thought of you for one of those pirates. And then um, we went backstage. We were talking. I found out Paul McGinnis couldn't audition because mm. he did the part and he did great. And, and he mentioned that he, he loved the part on the podcast. I'm like, that'd be great if he could come back, do it. I trust him, know him. Um, then I was like, Ryan would be really funny in that part. Ryan's like, I'm not auditioning. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, okay. So we we talked, and then I'm like, all right. Well, let's go out. We'll have Trevor read for it. Um, I didn't I didn't know. I I've seen you play the serious yeah characters. I haven't seen you do this. So I was like, let's go out. We'll have him read for it and see what happens. And and that's where I wanted to come into this whole space being genuine. Thank you. I've only ever gotten to play like the serious, the romantic lead, the nice like guy, and um. Those are great. Those are fun. I, I love them. I find something in every character to enjoy and to love. But this is the first time where I've felt challenged in a different way. And when you you go up there, I go up there and you go, okay, I'm going to have you read for Ben Gunn. And he's a little crazy. He's a little out there. So just do whatever you got to do. And in my brain, you know, we have two seconds to like right. know, audition. You're like, okay. You, if we're even given information, because sometimes we're not given information about a character till later. Yeah, right. Which that's that's also fun. Um, but I was like, okay, he's crazy and he's over the top. I also black out and I don't remember anything I ever auditioned with. But I know I was up there with Autumn, and you said just be crazy. And I go, I looked at Autumn. I go, I don't know what's about to happen, but just go <laughs> with me. Just be here with me. And then we read it, and then I knew walking off that stage, I go. If I get cast, it's that role and yeah. that role only. Yeah. And I was like, I'm ready for it. And here we are. Yeah, I I love that. Um Yeah. I was gonna say something else, but I'm not I can't reveal that. Um mm. maybe, can't reveal what? Maybe maybe off air, maybe off air. Oh, okay, um, off air, off air. <laughs> we'll have to remember. But, uh, audience at home, um, <laughs> make sure you remind me to remind DJ. Oh. Because okay. I am horrible at reminding myself things. I've, I misplaced my gun twice on Friday. <laughs> I put it down. I walk away. I come back. I go, where's my gun? And then, like, Tanya's looking at me. go, how did you lose your gun? It's because I put it up again. Instead of, like, putting it somewhere, I leaned it up against the clothes on a rack. Mm. So it's, like, not anywhere seen. It's being devoured by this yeah. blue dress. Hmm, that's just little <laughs> me. <laughs> um, a lot of auditions was based off of Autumn. Because I knew I wanted her as as Judith. I didn't even know the name yet, but she's just she's a kid. She's a kid. We're like a lot of the other younger people we have are are adults. I mean, like, Ari, like Ari, so Ari I think is a full grown adult. She's not. She's not old enough looking to be a full mm-hmm. adult character. Yes. But she's not young looking or young yeah. acting to be considered a kid anymore. And her wisdom. Yes. Oh, my like God. Like, you can't. Like, if she was playing a kid, everyone's like, dude, she's smarter than everyone she's talking Truly. to. Truly. I love when <laughs> she's weird, though. Because I'm like, okay, good. You you don't take life too serious. You are a weird kid. And she's that makes a- me happy. She's awesome. Like, I, I genuinely, I love those kids. But, like, she's just, her wisdom is, like. Oh my god! I can't wait to see her in not another butterfly. Never saw. I never saw another butterfly. butterfly just whatever. She's butterfly. incredible in that. I I told her. Well, not her, but I'm saying it now on the air. I go. I know she's gonna make me cry. Oh yeah. Because I asked DJ. I go. Is it gonna make me cry? And you looked at me dead in the eyes and go, Yes. Yeah. And I go. Oh god, I'm not ready for it, but I'm ready because seeing her get cast, like, 
she's so and I don't want to say hungry in a bad way, but she wants to perform. Yeah. And like you see that passion and it's like it's intoxicating because you're like she loves it for the art of it all. Yeah. So I'm like so excited to get to see her perform and, and be a star that she is. She and also is a I star. love I love Vanessa. So Yeah. Who doesn't? I know. She got a she got her hair cut, she has bangs now and she's I love her. So shout out you, Vanessa. <laughs> I love Vanessa. I love yeah, that Ari and Vanessa just kill that show. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I wish I would have seen um well Halloween Dreams for Vanessa. Yes. I don't know. I wish I could go back in time and find this place a little bit earlier. We have a recording of it. I could I could show to you. Okay. I would love to get together and and watch just like a couple different shows and just be like I don't know. Just like that's what we need, you know. Just like lo-fi things like that. Yeah, yeah. Just like a little snacky snack, little charcuterie board, and by that I just mean cheese and just bring whatever <laughs> just else you want. Yeah, I would love. Let's set that up. Like just a couple people. We, we can even put on a projector if we wanted to, or just yeah. a TV, and just watch like like Frankenstein. You didn't see Frankenstein? Yeah. Watch uh, Halloween Dreams because. I mean, they were all awesome in that. Yeah. That was yeah. and Vanessa. I mean, the, at the stars last year, the little clip that you that was played, that made me emotional. That's what I was thinking about in the car ride yesterday. It's like, what clips are you going to use for these shows? Like, for, the, for Treasure Island, you have to make a little clip of, like, what was the show, essentially. And I go, there's so much. Like, I know. Where do you make that cut? You're like, do you do everybody singing the pirate song? Because that's visually like you have the set, you have most of the cast on there. Do you do the f- the fight scene? Because that's impressive. Right. Or like, do you pick like something a little smaller, like when the the platform revolves? Like, also that revolving platform. I I hope you guys aren't taking that down. I know. It, I... We're oh. we're keeping it for butterfly, and then. The way Jared and his dad designed it was to take apart. Smart. So it, it it'll be in three pieces, and we can pull it up whenever we need it. Okay, yeah, because you you can do some things with that. Yeah, and then eventually, like as you know, your plans happen, you can eventually, you know, get that motorized, mm. and and you can have it, whatever you want, we and can move do Hamilton. It. We can move places, yeah. and so I'm I'm really excited for that. But I I want to talk to my dad about like. We got to figure out when to use it in the season. Like, I think we should limit it to like a show or two, so yeah. it's not every show is. Yeah, because then it's like for like Sweeney, for instance. You know, like we had the different sets. You know, like we had the barber shop. Yeah, we had the pie shop. We had like the street. Like you can truly make like on Broadway. You know, like they'll they'll twist something around and it's a whole different set. It's a whole different scene, and I'm so excited to see what you guys do with that. Yeah. Oh my God. Think about like you can't obviously. Well, you could. You guys could figure it out. But for Night of the Living Dead, like that would change things. That's true. Yeah. My brain's now blank. Like I wish I had an idea. I'm like you could do this, but I'll leave it to the professionals. Yeah, I mean that would be really cool. We could use it for the cemetery. Have like a full cemetery on stage, or use it for the basement. I didn't think. I didn't even think about any of that. I know. The basement. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff that we can do with that now. Very excited. So a lot of good props to Jared and his dad. Yeah. 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 And it's just his dad. I've ne- I don't know his name. Michael. <laughs> Michael. Mm, okay, his dad. <laughs> not not any hate against Michael, but like I was hoping it was going to be something a little spicier. My brother's name is Michael. 
Yeah. Okay, yeah. No. So, no so beef with Michaels. No. No beef with my, my dad's best friend's name was Michael. So okay. it's like I have no beef with Michaels. Yeah. Mike's though. Mm. We may have a problem. I call my yeah. brother Mike. I know you do. <laughs> okay. That's why I said okay. that. <laughs> Michael. Um, yeah. Well, what were we talking about before that? I don't remember. We did auditions. We were talking about the oh, show. We were talking about Autumn. Autumn, and then we, yes. And then we went on a... Um, Ari. I don't know how we... Oh, yeah. Ari and then... Yeah, yeah. Kids. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. So most of it was, was based on like, okay, how is Autumn interacting with these people? Mm-hmm. And like when her and Catherine read the mother and, and daughter, mm-hmm. there is like an otherworldly connection that those two have mm-hmm. that is like beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm like, that That moment is so precious to open the show with and end the show with. Like, that's a sweet note to end on. Like, I just, I want more. You know, like, yes. if we had more, the show Catherine, would be four hours. Catherine makes everyone really comfortable. Yeah. Uh, she's one of the people that I, going into the show, barely knew. Uh, for the two days I was going to be in Spiral Staircase yes. um, <laughs> is when I met her. And um, going into Treasure, she's just like immediately put me at like just coming in and just chatting with me and everything and i go okay i get the hype like i get why you're who you are and why and then she also makes jokes like i've been here since the dawn of time (laughs) um and because she was giving me beef about not being a three-peter and how i'm a three-peter now she's i've been here a million years and you're a (laughs) three-peter and i go i mean you've only been in two shows this season just still i've been here for a million years i go I don't know. Like, I'm sorry. I'll interview you. So then she's like, maybe we should start a podcast. So I'm like, let's rival the Starry Night Theater <laughs> podcast. Will be the um the Night Starry <laughs> podcast. Be theater. the Ghost Light podcast. Ooh, there it is. Here we are. All right. I would have Catherine on we every lose week. All of our listeners, and they just go to you for sure. Not really. No, because like I don't have the technical stuff that DJ has. Sorry, and Alex, you just provide such a Steady baseline. I love it. Mm. Okay. Okay. Moving. Autumn. Being great. Auditioning oh, her against yeah, no, people. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, because I know when you know who you want your main to be, then like you got to cast around that. Mm-hmm. And you and her had a great connection right from the start. So like you didn't, I don't remember who you read the Billy Bones scene with. Um, I don't remember who was Black Dog and I don't remember who was, I don't remember if you did one with Autumn or if you just did one with Black Dog. Yeah, I don't. I can't recall. I can't recall either. Because I know there was something where, like, I'm like these two have a connection, but I don't know to what extent. Mm -hmm. It's like I don't know if I saw it there, if I saw it off stage. I don't remember. And then when you guys read the Ben Gunn and and uh, Judith Judith scene, I was like, okay, like that's great, perfect. And everyone kind of fell into place based off of how she interacted with people. And Mm -hmm. um, I mean, she's gonna be on next week, so I'll. Save it for that, that. which yeah. I'm excited to hear. But like your guys' connection was so real and so genuine, and like it, I don't like I don't know how to describe it, but it's like she's just like so done from the moment you come on. It's like really like, and this- I love it because it's like this role <laughs> reversal. She's the child, I'm the adult, and on stage I am a giant child. Which you know, um, Jared was like, oh, I thought like when I read Ben Gunn, he was going to be like Gollum from Lord of the Rings, but he's like, but you're playing like a kind of normal ish guy. Who's just not there. And I go, yeah, that's like when I read it. And when I was talking to DJ, I was like, maybe that's like, that's what I, again, didn't have too much character thought going into it, but, um, it's so fun 
because and then when you added the little bit which i'm not going to reveal the bit but the adding the bit where she corrects all the time i'm like that's it that's where the bread and butter it's truly my favorite part of the show mm-hmm. like i i talked to my dad about it like i just i need a couple uh j things and so he, he gave the whole list and mm-hmm. i'm like I love this, and I love because that's something that he would do. So, like watching him for so many years, I'm like, okay, this is something that he would do. I would laugh hysterically at it. It's so stupid. And and she last night she definitely sank into it of just like very loudly, almost assertive correction, and me just still bulldozing her down. Yep. And people were like dying, and I go, "This is it." And then every time we run off stage, because like, let's go, let's go. She's like, we ate that up. I said, we <laughs> did eat that up. Yeah, it definitely. Last night was was fantastic, and I love that bit. She goes ragdoll again. Like, <laughs> There's one point where Ben, again, alone for three years, finally sees somebody. I give her like these huge bear hugs, and I'm shaking her like a doll. And I guess opening night, I threw her a little too hard. So now she's just like, <laughs> she's prepared herself and goes further with it. Where last night, she... L- crumbles to the ground and in my brain i'm like oh my god i hope she's okay but like i gotta keep going (laughs) and i just like step over her body and then i turn around and she's back up and i go oh okay cool we're good she's great she's great there there is a moment and i would say this next week but i'm gonna forget so there's this moment yesterday where um I sound like I was about to cry. I wasn't. I was. I was <laughs> it sounded like you were going to burp. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's a moment yesterday where um, Callum and Autumn have a scene. So there's. So fun. A knife. I think that's. A knife. My favorite scene. Yeah. I like that. So there's a there's a knife because like. I, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> there's a knife because he's a pirate and um, the knife's supposed to be. In a part of his body, on a part of his body that's like obvious because Autumn needs to grab the knife. You can figure it out from there. But the knife fell out yesterday mm. in the middle of the stage. So Callum picks it up and he's like pointing at her with it. And I'm like, how are you going to put that in the place that it needs to be so that we can finish the scene? He's pointing at her and I see her just looking at it. And then he takes it very obviously, puts it in a different spot that's very clear. And I'm like, I'm like, the audience isn't picking up on this, but I'm picking up on it. And I'm praying to God that like they're communicating just with their, their eyes and movement. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then the thing happens, they're up there and it's apart. And like his, he's got this long red thing on his head and it was like covering it a little bit. And I'm like, this is going to make it so much worse because now she can't see it. He was like aiming his hip out a little bit because like the different spot he put it. She knew right away, not even hesitation, not looking at it grabs it and, and does whatever is supposed to happen. Oh my God. And I was so hyped. I, I sent Calum a text right after cause he's, he's done after that. And I, I was like, I, that was unbelievable. Okay. Great job. Both of you. I love those moments. I was yeah. just going to say they're both uh, scary and thrilling at the same time because you don't know what's going to happen. And then when you get through it, you're like mission accomplished. I got yeah. it. And that's the success story of yeah. like things. Wow. And two people who are, are new, Callum's first show was with us was um, all through the night in 2021. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And like, so he's done little parts like that. My sister, Emily, was was saying last year, like, because she knows him like regularly, like she knows Callum. And she's like, last year he was like the innkeeper of the lighthouse in Frankenstein. Yeah. And this year 
you can't tell that it's even him. He's a completely different human being. Uh, for sure. Seeing him in Spiral Staircase, again, minded, I, I don't, he wasn't in Christmas, he was in Christmas Rose, small role, but like, even now I'm like seeing him, I'm like, good job. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're impressive. Very impressive. Like, I love it. I, I told him that afterwards. I was like, I, because I remember in the auditions, we were, we're talking about who he could play, and then we were both excited to see him as this character. And I mean, just from how he was in Christmas Rose to here, mm-hmm. he's like an actual actor. Yeah. yeah. Now, like a chameleon, like not even like that. There's no I, yeah. comparison to him. And, yeah. Uh, what was his name? Stephen in Christmas Rose. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. just like, what happened? Not even close. Not even. Not even slightly the same person. It's like that's awesome for him, and then but just for both them being. Like Autumn being young and and him being newer, mm-hmm. they did that, and I was like, I was so and, beyond hyped upstairs for them. And those are things you can't teach. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's just it, innate. I, I felt like that's just him becoming more comfortable oh, on yeah. stage. I, I think too, as a person too, like um, meeting him in Sweeney to now, I feel like he's more comfortable just as a person i don't know what again this is where i'm saying like you don't know what people go through in their day-to-day life you know you don't know what's what's happening that's why like that text about uh that message about like don't do the beef like you don't know people you you don't know what they're going through and it's like i don't know what he what he does in his days off but like just like he just seems more comfortable and more like a presence and steady and i'm like i'm so excited to see um because the poster's out so it's you know for jesus christ to see how you guys work on that and see him grow into that too and and everything and he's going to be huge for that and he's saving himself from the podcast so he could um i was i was was just thinking i was like are we going to have him on for this but i'm like he'd probably he said i will not be on again until jesus christ jesus christ yeah and he's so passionate about it and so which is great because it's like i was so passionate about sweeney todd because it's what i do it's yeah. like I love the the spooky. I love all that. Um, Tim Burton. I like, just want to go all in on that for sure. Jesus Christ Superstar. I love rock. Yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. not a crazy religious person. Um, so like, it's kind of out of my my comfort zone a lot. And to I think it's a good move to bring somebody on who is as passionate and feels what he does about it mm-hmm. to keep me steady, to keep the show steady, to keep everything moving forward so i'm excited for that too that's gonna be fun yeah i'm excited to see how how it all plays out yeah um okay we're over an hour but i do want to keep it to an hour now no no oh. we, just... we could go straight to two if we want to oh, okay whatever, go to whatever five. it is whatever it is we don't try to reach two anymore but if it happens okay because like i could still talk yeah you know what i mean like i can still chit chat yeah i think um we should because i don't know that we ever asked you how you got your start in theater at all Okay. Because when, when we did the you Sweeney did? one, we just kind of asked, like, how did you guys start here? And you talked about how you found us online or how Nick found yeah, us online. Somebody Nick, found us- yeah, Nick was the one okay. that saw you guys because um, they're friends with DJ. Okay. Um, so, you know, like sometimes when you're friends with people who are tangent, like it, I, maybe you guys – because Tracy, was she was she um, um, social media manager by then? By that point, yes, yeah. So she she maybe done like a boosted post or something, yeah. Um, so it reached Nick because probably the connection with DJ, and and sent it to me, yeah, yeah. Um, my, wow, I wish I had like a more fun story, but I remember. So, growing up, I was very accident prone. 
Okay. And my mother is, I love her very dearly, but she's, she was very overprotective growing up. So I was never allowed to play sports, which great. You know, like, I don't think I missed out on anything (laughs) there. Um, but so, you know, going through elementary school, I joined orchestra Oof. And then I did choir in fifth grade and I made all county choir fifth grade. So <laughs> everybody else, you know, like get to my level as a fifth grade star. You know what I mean? Um, no. So sixth grade, middle school, brand new school, brand new district, don't know any single person. And they announced that they're doing Mulan Jr., Oh my and, god! Yeah, Mulan. I didn't Jr. even know that was a thing. Yeah. yeah, wild, right? So I audition. Whatever, however old you are in sixth grade, I get cast as like Young Shao, which um, he gets shot at like by an arrow in the very first scene, <laughs> and then I just become one of the soldiers and the rest of it. And like I couldn't sing back then. Like, uh, like uh, my voice changed. You know, like when your voice drops and everything, it was. One delayed into um, didn't really hit my speaking voice, but it hit my singing voice. Um, so I did that, and I caught the bug. And then after that, I did um, Annie Junior, and I was the Butler Drake. I remember. And then we did High School Musical Junior, and um, I was just a thespian, but it was <laughs> a blast because it was like right after High School Musical, like two or three years after it came out. And, um, and so then I went to high school and it was in ninth to 10th grade when my voice really sank into its like tenor range. And, um, my theater teacher, she had gone, I think to Ithaca for theater, like Ithaca university, college, college. college. Um, and true like you. A visionary because like I feel and this is not to discredit set designers or directors but this is to compliment you there is like a baseline that is that is hit to have a show happen but then there are select fews that go above and beyond you know it's like the Greta Gertwig Gerwig for like Barbie Um, it's the guy like those types of people like they just they have something a little extra that they have and it, it takes it the next level up. And she was like that. So it's like we had very high level perform. Like we had professional stages um, for middle school. Like oh, we did Beauty and the Beast and it was truly a stunning show. We had the cart at the beginning. Like we had a true cart that came in. We had the revolving staircase. Wow. We had flower, like a flower that lost its petals somehow as the show went on. Um, you know, we we did everything um, and I will say I gained momentum in high school, but I also lost it at the same time because it's that, it's that dichotomy of the people who love theater and those that want to pursue theater. Mm-hmm. And I was the person who loved theater because my dad being a very practical man, um, and my mom never wanted me to be hurt. I never got this, um, drive to pursue acting professionally okay like i never sat there and go i'm gonna go to school for musical theater and i'm gonna be a star i was like i'm gonna get a practical job i'm gonna get a practical degree and i'm gonna be safe and secure lol i am now in (laughs) grad school for a very different field of than what i studied um 
but so like i did the shows and she liked me because i was a genuine person and i was a really good kid and i worked hard and i studied hard but she had almost like a favoritism kind of thing and with that too she pushed the people who were going to go to music theater oh okay you know and um there's a there's a lot too in that but like um we did into the woods and it was just like trevor you're the only one that could be the narrator like yeah you could be the baker yeah you could be jack but you're the only one that could be the narrator and i go okay i'm the only one i'm the only one um, but then the people that she cast to be the Baker's, uh, the Baker and Jack were people that were going to go to school for theater and music. Um, and then in college again, my school did weird, weird plays, um, and weird musicals. So it just kind of always been something in the background that I've always done. Like, um, my mom did like back in the day when high school used to have majors, my mom was a theater major in high school. Oh. Um, so yeah, yeah, I guess that, that, that. And then Taylor just taught me this week that like music ability begins at the birth of your mother. Like my music ability, like Taylor, tell me more about what you were saying, but it's like, so that kind of makes sense um, for me. But yeah, it was just something to do to pass my time to begin with and now it's become something that's ever much a part of my life that's awesome i love that um yeah i mean i even when you said the beauty and the beast thing like you played cogsworth that just doesn't add up no no your voice is incredible it's very impressive so like that's the beast yeah and that's so that's where i learned i've had how do you say like um not I didn't have an ego. I had the lack there of an of an ego. What is it? Self doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I never really thought I was talented. Um, because in high school, you know, like at the end of rehearsal, she would like applaud all of these people, and we did Susical, and I was Horton, and then we did Beauty and the Beast. And I remember during Beauty and the Beast, uh, during Susical, she sat me down and was like, "I really want you to audition for." Um, the beast and then when it came time to do auditions i didn't even read or do anything for the beast and i was like okay weird and then cogsworth is such like an uptight person and i i'm not a really uptight person so that was difficult so like a lot of self-doubt in that and then in um, college i played these straight men that just sucked as people yeah. like for those that know deep cut shows we did seesaw which is notoriously horrible. It was written. It was. It's a musical that was written by three different writers because, or four, because people kept writing it and then dropping out because of how bad it was. Oh my god! You know. So we did that, and then I'm this character, Jerry Ryan, and he's literally just a shitty guy. He. It's a story about this woman and this man, and they meet, and he's a lawyer, and she's a wannabe actress. And they fall in love, but then at the end you find out that he's only in New York for business and he has a wife. Oh, my God. And then he's gone. And that was it. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then we did The Apple Tree and I was Adam in the first part of Adam and Eve. And um, so it's like, 
I don't know. Which, like, the, I came on here and I wanted to talk about my roles here, too. Because Anthony in Sweeney Todd, I remember saying on the podcast the first time, was a dream role. And it, it was, I've always wanted to be in that role. I've always wanted to sing that song and, and play that part. And um, that was so fun. And th- that character was an extension of myself. You know, it was very fun to to be him and to sing and to be beautiful and and to be a nice romantic lead because I remember we were talking about like we can make him creepy and other performances had and that was never in the cards for how I wanted to play him. Yeah, which thank you for not pushing me in that direction. <laughs> yeah. And then um, Night of the Living Dead, Tom could have easily been another extension of my character, but at one point, Don said something and i took him in this more anxious um repressed guy who at the one scene finally explodes and it's like what the what the heck is going on and then in christmas rose jed was jed was just fun to be again i think like he's very much me um and then that was an extension of sean wards and i now friendship yeah um so, but I've gotten to play these different characters, and it's been so fun because being here has really like ignited why I love theater. And um, I remember I was such a cheesy kid back then. I remember I was like, I want to do theater because for two hours people are in the audience and they don't have to worry about their their lives and their stresses and they can just sit there and and be taken into this world and enjoy and we can take that away from them why was i saying that at 16 like what <laughs> who did i think i was um but then you know coming after i think jen after last night's show was she's like she looked at me and she goes i just i really needed that laugh and that's it i'm like because some people they want the accolades and they and they want people like oh my god you're so funny you're so great i love you oh my god i just eat you up but then i'm like no like i just want people to be like i had a good time thank you for giving me that and and i got that in christmas i've gotten that in every show i've been here and i'm like that's why i'm here yeah you know it's to have fun for myself obviously there's got to be a little bit of mutual beneficial you know i'm having fun The, the theater's getting filled um, so that's, um, part of, it's just been a really nice time. And then I can also go back further into the sense of family that this theater has and, you know, everything, but I'll save that for when I'm saying goodbye. Saying goodbye. What does that mean? Goodbye on this episode. Oh, I'm not yeah, leaving. I was like, well, I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm not. Nope. This is not me saying actually goodbye, everyone. I'm moving away. <laughs> this guy's got his old plan laid out. <laughs> I just wait. I've actually been sitting on this waiting for you guys to invite me onto the podcast. That's <laughs> where I make my that specific question. <laughs> I'm like, goodbye. Mm-mm. Oh, that'd be horrible. Um, yeah, no, I, I love what you do. I love seeing, again, like what you can play because didn't know didn't know that you could be ben gunn and and neither did i and that's why i'm so thankful it's like i'm 27 years old and it's like again that's young but it's old because it's like at this age you typically know the characters that you can play and you audition for those characters um because like taylor she's like i know what roles i can fit i know what i do and never in a million years if i knew who ben gunn was I, I could have said to myself, I would love to play him, but I never think I could. And now I'm like, wait, I can do I can do this. So I'm like, 
All right, bring on the next season. Let's see what what we got because I'm a wild card because I still don't know what I can do yet, <laughs> which I think that's fun. And I want to like rectify my thoughts of like 27, 42, however old you are, you can still impress yourself. You can still do new things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Absolutely. Next season is different. Next season is not ensemble shows. So Ooh. that'll be... That See, then I get nervous. set in stone yet? Uh, maybe. Have you talked on the podcast? I don't need... Obviously, I don't want reveals. But like, have you talked about the process of going through a season of picking it? I don't know that we've necessarily really spent time on it. I think we've... We've asked asked it and touched pieces upon it, but because yeah. that's the thing, it's like I wanted to come on here. You're gonna have to have me on on the fourth time, <laughs> and I I have so many questions because like, okay, we'll get back to what you're saying. Let's hold that real quick because I getting musical rights is such a pain. Yes, it MTI is. is so horrible to work with, and it's like I want to like I want you to have a space to like talk about that. Um, but you were saying about next season not being an ensemble. Yeah, I mean that's that's really it. It's... That makes me nervous as an actor because I'm like, you're either in it or you're not. And I'm like, I'm on. I have a really good track record here. I've auditioned <laughs> four times. I've been in four shows. Like I don't want to not, but it's gonna be part of it, and I'll be okay. There's there are parts that you could definitely play next season for sure, but it's less it's less of these big shows and more. Like, okay, there's a definite lead here. Or there are three definite leads in this one, whatever it is. So, Which, that's fun. Those, yeah. those are good. Those are good. It's a nice shakeup from this season where everything is people, people, people. Um, like, Superstar is going to be massive. Audition. Also, I'm, I'm saying it on the podcast. I've said it to DJ. I've said it to every single person I've ever talked to. If you out there are listening to this and you are the lead singer of Greta Van Fleet or sound just like the lead singer of Greta Van Fleet or any classic <laughs> rock man and have a beautiful falsetto, please come. Please. This is me. Me. Forget whatever you're doing. Don't look at the people sitting around you. Don't look at the car driving next to you. This is me speaking directly to you. Come to auditions. Please. Please be our Jesus. <laughs> Also, anybody in our th- company now could come and surprise me because I don't know everybody yet. Right. But, like, please, if you have that beautiful falsetto, I want nothing more than to be serenaded in Jacethem Jemisenemy. I don't know the name. The song that Jesus <laughs> it's sings. Like Gethsemane or something. It, I, I it's can't Yosemite, it. but Gethsemane. Geth. Just. Whatever. Um, yeah, there's I too just, many. I just want that. Per- I, I just want to be, like, serenaded by that person. I would love to just turn it into a, a big rock show because the songs are just rock songs. Yeah. Yeah. And like Jesus Christ just up there like singing a rock song. Like that's crazy. Up there. And then it's like the different versions you listen to. It's like some are like they really go into that falsetto range. And I'm like, give him a guitar. Where's Jesus guitar? Yep. Yep. He should be playing it right now. Yeah. Shredding. Just going for it. <laughs> um, yeah. That'll be fun. That'll be a whole process but yeah i would love to get make it just like a rock concert pretty much mm-hmm. and just go for it and jesus christ rock concert it's what it is basically yeah. <clears throat> um okay so we asked you that um so this would be your your favorite role you played them here here yeah role as a whole yes okay. i just love singing so much yes um which Kat and I, we want you to do another concert, like a music theater concert. Yeah, so that was the plan. I just need um, 
I need to make a list of songs that people can choose from. Because <laughs> so, I did, so I did not like choose. the song choices from the Christmas concert. Oh, <laughs> drama! <laughs> it's not even drama. I'm just I I should have like can like give you a. Uh, choice and then you say you approve or deny. yeah you could go that route too yeah like all right give me three three choices and, and then we'll we'll narrow it down yeah. that's what i thought was going to happen when you asked for the three songs for the christmas concert you're going to like listen to them and like you're singing this one yeah no i just like which is what happened to me by the way oh just, just saying my my song was the one that michelle was singing but you, how did that happen you answered first I just took whoever answered first. Every everyone gave me three options. So if somebody took someone else's first option, they got their second option. Mm. I didn't. I didn't go into listening to all that. I was like, I, I don't yeah. have time for this. I mean, I love <laughs> my song. It was a lot of fun. So yeah, I love singing. Um, yeah, I would love to do a musical theater one. But yeah, my favorite role as like a whole. This one has just been like. There's not a lot of pressure. There's. Like I, there's notes to hit in the character, mm-hmm. especially like in Act Two that you said, which I remember you didn't even you gave a note. Make sure you find your character's levels. And me, whenever a director gives a note to the ensemble as a whole, I always take it as not a direct attack, but a direct note <laughs> to me. So I'm like, okay, find levels in my character. Find levels in my character. I go. There's no levels in the first act. There's nowhere I can go with that. And so I'm like, act two, I'm like, I can find some levels. And when we're, um, my first scene, second scene, when we're up above, I'm like, I started playing with like hearing what's being said and being like, that's because three years alone, you think about things and the character says like, I've thought about it long and hard here on this island and I'm, mm -hmm." but it's like not until he's heard other people speak about what he was, not to him directly, but you know, being a pirate, I played the character of like, oh, like, okay. So then for the, the scene when we're in the hall, I um I was like, okay, there's the levels. Like, that's where we can, like, go up and down and up. And you said that. You're like, escalate really high and then come right down. And I was like, cool. Let's fi- let's work on that more. Yeah. I I love what, what you're doing. Um, I asked that because we ask everyone what's your favorite ro- role you played and then what's the favorite show you've seen. But you've only seen what? Yeah, two well, shows. Because you've been in. I've only I only them. saw it. Oh, because you were in Night of the Living Dead. I only yeah. saw Spiral. You only saw Spiral. So, um, oh. favorite show I saw <laughs> Spiral Staircase. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then favorite show, like that's a thing. It's like they've all been so special to me, and they've all done something so different for me. Like Sweeney Todd coming into that after like being on such a break and like coming into a space I didn't know and doing theater again was like such an ensemble piece. Yeah. And like as a cast, I felt so connected with everybody basically. And it was such a fun time. Cause like that, like going in for that show particular, like we started and I already felt the pressure. Yeah. And I'm not saying it made anything worse or not, it didn't ruin anything, but like we went into day one and I'm like, we have a musical to put on in six weeks. Like yeah. we have to move where then the, the plays, yes, it's still the same time frame, maybe a little bit shorter, but the pressure isn't as there because there's no singing, there's no choreography. And like we learn as we go. So 
Sweeney Todd, I think, will always be a special place because it was my first show here. And then Night of the Living Dead, it is – it was nice because I got to know more about, like – I met Vanessa and, like, Don. I got to know him better and DJ and Natalie and, and everybody in that show. Elena, you know, that was her first show here. Um because it's like the people in the house and then literally everybody else. Yeah. So like I didn't feel connected with the cast. And then um, for Christmas Rose, that's when I got to meet, you know, Sean Ward and make that connection. Because I said this to you and I'll say it on the podcast because I know he listens at first. And I think I told Valerie, you know, his wife, you yeah. know, I told him, told her this. I go at first, like I just didn't. It's not that I didn't like Sean Ward. It's I didn't know him because he was so dedicated and he was such a leader in that show of like you come in you can have fun once we're done but like when we're there it's like you put your nose into your music you put your best on that stage and you and you go so i didn't get a chance to know him yeah so then christmas rose i did and i'm like i and you say on the podcast how you love him and i go no, I, I absolutely am here. I get it. I love him. And his he's grown his hair out and he's so he's just a little cutie pie. I love him. <laughs> um but so that was that was really nice and being in that show was so special even though I didn't know the context of how special it was. Yeah. For everybody. And then this show again like coming in and out and um and being here it's it's just been such a delight. Like it's truly what I've needed in this time of of grief and and darkness of like coming to because there was a there was a point uh, it lasted maybe a day and i was like because i'm like callum you know lost his grandmother in um spiral spiral and i was just sitting there and i go oh my god i'm like can i be in a show right now like am i gonna be able to do it and then like you know they say like you hear voices and like whatever and like i just felt i was like yeah, I'm going to be in the show. Like, I got something to look forward to. And I'm so glad I, I didn't even send, like, a text of, like, I may not be able to be in the show. I'm glad I just kept that to myself and just showed up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was, I mean, I, I was ready for anything. So mm-hmm. I, I just wanted you to, to feel good about whatever mm-hmm. was happening. And I appreciate that. It was it was nice. Um, And then just, like, coming in. It just, I don't know. Because, like, my dad, too, it's like. 62 tomorrow's not promised and that's the thing that i'm taking out of this i'm not going to be reckless and go skydiving tomorrow um but it's just like it it makes you take stock of your life of like do things you love yeah do things you want to do because my dad was retired and he was stuck being a caregiver for my grandmother and so he was a caregiver for the last five years of his life and he didn't get to enjoy his retirement like he had plans he wanted to go see stuff and do stuff and he didn't get to so i'm just thinking to myself i'm like i don't want to give up these things that make me feel joy yeah for work or for anything and i'm like because there was a point like i told you i go i may not like there was a good point where i'm like i may not audition for jesus with how stressful work is because the musical you really can't miss rehearsals right you know because like then you're missing music you're missing a harmony you're missing choreography and i'm like i I don't want to do that to myself and then more importantly i don't want to do it to you guys because right. I'm like I felt horrible missing rehearsals for this I'll, I'll bet understandable reasons I felt like garbage um, so I was like I, I can't do that to them during Jesus Christ because it's like that's going to be a show and then I'm like no work can eat it <laughs> I will find a job that allows me to do what I need to do and if they're sad and want to give me problems with that that's on them for bamboozling me. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. 
do what you got to do. Do what you love to do, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not what you're supposed to do. And like my dad, he came to mostly every show. Um, the last two shows, you know, because my grandmother, she's not bad, bad, but she needs more supervision. So he wasn't able to come to, but like he came to see Sweeney Todd and, um, just, um, he was always like, I say he didn't understand theater, but he understood me. So he would come see them. And then I have a memorial necklace with some of his ashes in it. And it's a fish hook. And I didn't even ask permission. But I wore it during the dress rehearsals. And nobody said anything about it being on my costume. So I was like, well, guess what, everybody? My dad's making his stage (laughs) debut for the first time ever. I love that. Just hidden and tucked away. So he's up there with me. And it's very comforting to know. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Is that it? Is that all we got? Let's see. Um, I talked about this show. I've talked about the last show. I gave my beef. Um, <laughs> I'm just excited for the future. Um, me too. Of, of all this. Oh, and then going back about people asking me if I wanted to move. Um, it's I finally have a, like a support system. You know, for so long, um, I have felt so. I, I didn't know lonely. You know, um, you know, I moved here in 2019. I worked overnights and, and then it was the pandemic. So I didn't make many friends. Um, and then prior to being here again, I, I could count the true friends that I had on one hand in Buffalo. And, um, you know, and Nick and I were always talking about like, oh, maybe we'll move away. And then I found this theater and I've be- made really good friends here and a genuine support system. Um, where I feel supported and cared for and like wanted and needed. And, um, just like when I'm thinking about moving again, I'm like to start all over and to leave this behind. I go for some people, you know, that's what you have to do. You, you gotta start over. You gotta spread your wings. Um, I'm thinking about Carla right now because she had, you know, she had to spread her wings. Um, totally fine. But like, (laughs) <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, no, but I think it's essential that you move away yes. and, and, and learn those skills. But I have moved away. You yeah. know, like I'm not – I'm from Rochester, not far. But, you know, I had a life there. And then, you know, I went to a very small school where everybody lived on campus. And then, you know, it was in the middle of nowhere. So nobody was from that town. Right. So then I moved here and then it's just like floundering. And now I'm like – Okay, I I like I like these people, and I feel like I'm too settling into no longer needing to be this high energy, silly, crazy Trevor, and I can be the the more serious self that I am because I feel like when a lot of people meet me, they always think that I'm uh, in high school and college. I was always told you're just a lot. You know, I didn't, you just, you just seemed like too much. And then they meet me and then they realize that I'm a very thoughtful, yeah. caring person and I have levels like most people do. And now I'm like, okay, I'm like settling in here where I'm like, okay, now I don't need to be happy go lucky every second of every day. Or like I can stay after or talk about whatever and everything. And, and that's been really nice. And I don't, I don't want to leave it just yet. So. Yeah. This is me saying I'm not moving. Yeah. This is my formal announcement. I'm not leaving the Buffalo <laughs> area for a while. We like that. We appreciate that. But like Rochester is a big move because I have family who lives there that I'll see 
twice, three times a year. Yeah. And yeah. when they lived here, I saw them every other week. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's huge. I mean, what? It's an hour. Yeah. But it, it's huge. It, it makes a difference. Like, I mean, I, I I don't think I'm really in contact with any of those people that I that I am friend that I was friends with. And it's just like you start new and it, it takes some time. So that my whole thing, too, is like when people listen to this, I hope that because like a lot of people are a lot of fun on this podcast and I hope I'm a lot of fun. And I, I again, haven't listened to many, many episodes, but I always want to like have like this message too of like, if things are rough and like you're, you're struggling, I get it. Like it, and I don't want to be like, it'll get better. Cause like that is the slogan for like some, some meaningful projects out there, but it's like stick in there and like find your people and like come to the theater. Cause I bet you there's somebody who's not come to auditions that listens to this. I know it deep down in my bones that they're like, they just listen and they're just sitting there one and they're like, someday I'll audition. Do it. How cool would it be when, uh, when they come in and they're like, well, I heard Trevor's episode of the podcast and it really inspired even, me. Oh yeah. God. I would probably, I would, I wouldn't know what to do. That'd I don't. the coolest thing ever. <sighs> God. That's like, <laughs> you want to aspire to be that, but then like the second you're, confronted with somebody like being like you inspired me to be here what do i say like i'm not gonna say thank you i'm not gonna say you're welcome right I- i'm just gonna say welcome finally you're here i guess is that's more of what i would say yeah. I was like, about gosh dang time <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah just like and and i think too it's like um the show's been so fun and i think as a cast we're really now that the shows are up and running i think we're we're bonding and it feels good. It feels yeah. like an ensemble show. Yeah. And it feels collective. So that makes me happy. I think so too. But I think that's everything that I have. I'm just checking the order ticket here. We did the <laughs> beef. We did the sides. We did the vegetables. Yeah. I, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Sweet. All right. I'm good too. I've said enough. Me too. Yeah. I guess so. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Um, your busy schedule, as you said, so we really appreciate. It. Um, and don't forget JDS Electrical. Call them; they're great people. Yeah, what's their number? Seven one six five five two two three three two two seven seven one 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 one. I don't even know. That. <laughs> Call them. Um, and then if um, just come to the shows. There's a lot of shows happening here and in the area. Um, spread the the joyous word. Let's start a cult. <laughs> <laughs> Ending words. Let's start there a it is. cult. <laughs> we'll, end it. we'll end it right on that. Let's start a cult. <laughs>